What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to uh, another edition of Behind the Gorilla. Now, uh, me and Harris were just talking before we, we came on the air here. Now, if you didn't figure it out already... You might be. You might have been wondering. Hmm. There's been no current events talk at all on on this podcast the past two weeks, and well, um, and you might be thinking, oh, they just really don't care about what's going on. And if you did think that, you would be right. But it's a fair assumption. But but also, it's because we had to record those way ahead of time because uh, I've been out of town the past two weekends and haven't had any off days. Because uh, I have baseball games pretty much every day. So we had to record ahead of time, but we didn't miss beat, and now we're back into it. Of course, we're recording this on Monday, like last Monday, if you're listening to this. So we're still behind, technically, but but not as far behind. Right. We were working it out. It feels like this is the most on top of things we've ever been. Because I think we're going to talk about stomping grounds a little bit. And as we're recording, that was last night. Right. But as Mark pointed out, this is going to come out the Monday after the Monday after stomping grounds. Yeah. Which is when stuff normally comes out. So, you know, if CM Punk comes back tonight on Raw and we don't talk about it. That's why. That's why. If <laughs> I... If, if CM Punk comes back tonight on Raw, you will never hear this episode because we're going to record another episode. <laughs> I'm just telling you now. I will fly to Aberdeen to record the reaction. Oh, boy. That would be something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just record two and release one. Just in one. case. Yeah, and the other one is is our reaction if as if CM Punk came back. Correct. Yeah, we have to always... Deleted scene. Every episode, you don't know this, but every episode (laughs) we've done that, where we've recorded an episode just in case CM Punk did come back, just so we'd always be ready. You know, like how at newspapers, they write obituaries for famous people ahead of time, so then they're ready to go if they ever unexpectedly die. That's like us with CM Punk returning. My favorite example of that is when... um... When the moon landing happened, Nixon had a whole speech prepared just in case they all died. And yeah, it was a way yeah. for him to like pitch it to the American people in a way that we wouldn't want to just burn NASA to the ground. It was, right. It was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's, we do that every week. For we do. You. We record and two we episodes each it. and every week, and you have no idea. <laughs> anyway, so how about we talk about past current events now, Harris? Because... We're, we're not oh, actually geez. talking about – we're talking about current events as of right now when we're recording, but not as when uh, the, the three people are listening. So Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Okay. I, I, and I will start off. I got nothing. So go ahead. Okay. Here's the thing. I said this. I hijacked the Twitter last night to say this. I, I feel like this pay-per-view is occupying the same slot as Great Balls of Fire, which is – the name, the concept is so silly 
and the build is so like non-existent that it actually had the potential to be a pretty solid show and i feel like it was oh i feel like most of the i'm happy with well here's the thing i'm also biased because i'm happy with like pretty much everything that happened even if how we got there wasn't great like everyone who won i was like yeah all right cool yeah yeah and most of the matches were pretty fun and yeah, mm, look, Baron Corbin in the main event is still not a barn burner. Did you see the attendance figures for this? Yeah. I saw it just this afternoon on Twitter, and they were saying, what, like 4,000 people paid to see this show? I saw that's in just, between. I saw some that said that. I saw some that said like 8,000. That's insane. I mean, I saw it, and there was a picture of it. Again, I can't believe I didn't see this just scrolling Twitter while the show was on, but they had to curtain off like half the arena. Yeah. Like there were only people seated behind, you know, in front of the hard cam. Yep. Never even knew that. It felt like a solid show, but in it's, a, it's incredible that the numbers were that low to me. I'm not surprised. No, not at all. It's just, it's kind of amazing to see just how much people don't care about this right now. Uh, Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me run down the card. Um, this is the ha- first. What? This is the first pay per view in a while. I didn't even know any matches going into it, yeah. and didn't watch and won't watch. I did go back and watch the Samoa Joe Ricochet match this morning, mm-hmm. just because I heard that that one was pretty good, and I heard all the other ones were unwatchable, pretty much, except for apparently mm-hmm. the whatever the cruiserweight match apparently was good. So cruiserweight, I might go and watch that back. That but other than that. I I will not I don't don't care. It See, sounded I like think, it sounded I like think, the worst thing. I read a recap of it of the show uh-huh. and it sounded like the worst thing ever and it sounded like the main event is one of the worst WWE main events ever and so See, I don't care. I think that's a little too harsh. The one of the reviews I read was basically saying the undercard is really good and everything that happened like the main event scene on was bad. I mean like I don't care that's the thing. The last two matches I don't care about Baron Corbin, which I know is kind of like the only way for a heel to get booed in WWE is if people just actually don't care about them. That it is not true. That's not true at all. No, I know, but I think that's what they think. They're like, oh, well, people think Baron Corbin doesn't deserve to be here, and that's the only way he gets real heat because they'll just cheer Kevin Owens if we put him in the main event. I don't think that's true. No, it's not. The, it sure just goes could. to WWE being complete morons, even more mm-hmm. so. And I'm uh, I I can't wait for AEW to start and then WWE to really face a whole lot of um, uh, issues because I think yeah. it's coming and I cannot wait. I want to see WWE in the worst situation ever because they're a bunch of morons and they deserve. Well, it. they should have gone out of business is... in the '90s and they should go out of business <laughs> okay. now. Mark, you're just a lifelong WCW homer and you're just so glad to have it back. You're like, yes, finally, I don't have to watch this crap anymore. I'm back on board. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Well, like, listen. But listen, am I wrong? Like, am I wrong? So this is what I find. I'm so glad AEW is around. And that's what I find very entertaining about this show is you can already kind of sense WWE is like bristling. Not in like they're not changing the product quite yet. But just the fact that like you get on Twitter and you that they could not sell out, you know, 5000 seats, whatever it was like they're below 50% capacity for a pay-per-view event. 
that's not something that can go like unnoticed and unchecked forever. That's a good sign. Something is not working mm-hmm. and the market is adjusting. Like I like that. Okay. Again, but WWE happened, is stupid enough to not adjust. So not listen, when they go to Fox in what is it, October? I don't and know. And the first week they're on Fox, AEW beats the pants off them in the ratings, and the Fox executive walks up to Vince McMahon and says, what the hell is this? We paid you a billion dollars for this television show, and we're getting beat by a show that's been on the air for a month? Something's going to happen. I hope so. I really and hope so, because the talent's listen, there. That's the thing we're always saying. The talent's there, and WWE's just too stupid to actually use any of the actual talent, and all they do is use the non-talented talent. And it's it's and just rehash the same things and mm-hmm. I, I again mm-hmm. I didn't watch it so I I'm not I can't talk to having watched it but from reading the recap of the main event it sounded like the most illogically booked stupid we have no idea what's mm. going on we just have people out here and mm. pe- arms are flailing and stuff's happening and then the match is over like that's what it sounded like to me and it sounded like one of the worst things I've ever heard of. So I think my main bias with this is I was I was sort of half like I wasn't glued to my television the entire time. I had my video games up on one screen. I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five a lot. It's been very fun, and I had the pay per view up on the other screen. And for the like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, I stopped and I watched it. Bailey, Alexa Bliss, like I stopped and I watched it. But some of the other matches, like Roman Reigns and Shane, or the main event. I just kind of had my eye on it. Like, I'm waiting to see who the guest referee is, basically. That was the main thing I was looking for there. And I thought the choice to make it Lacey Evans was actually pretty clever, just because I didn't think of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's but, but hey, 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 Harris, well, yeah. may, I don't know if we've talked about it as much on this podcast as I've talked about it on the other podcast with, with Ian on Cape Crusaders Review. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Um, <laughs> un, uh, like, un, I, I, I'm blanking on the word. There's a word for it, but like, like that uh, doesn't make it good. Unpredictability, just for the sake of uh, that. That's what it is. Like, averting expectation just for the sake of it never works, and has yes, never worked in the history of the world. And that, just look at Last Jedi. That's a perfect example. I'm happy that movie's out, just because it's a perfect example of how horrible that method is and how it doesn't work and it doesn't it just doesn't work like there's this fine line between doing something genuinely or there's a fine line between not doing something that's quote-unquote obvious but still doing something that's good and sometimes obvious is fine like most of wrestling at least for anyone who watches it is obvious so i don't see what the big deal is where oh we have to change we have to change things. It's like, no, you don't. Sometimes it's fine. Okay, well, let me... Well, first of all, we have different opinions on movies because the first thing I thought of when you said that was Iron Man 3 where they made the Mandarin just hey, not hey, the hey. Mandarin. Yes, yes, I don't mention that movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I thought of that because I was like, I know everyone hated that. But that but is I a very good it, point. So I know that's, that's a very a bad example. That's a very good point because that movie was terrible too, yes. <laughs> but okay, here's here's my uh, my counter argument to that. For me, I think it's the sign of like a good twist in a movie is when you don't see it coming, but in retrospect, it makes everything make more yes, sense. Yes, right? yes, 100%. 
Sixth Sense, kind of a classic example. Mm-hmm. There's no obvious giveaway there. Um, and then you then you go one. back and watch, and you're like, well, yeah, how did I not see this? Like, those yes. are the perfect twists. Exactly, exactly. And I think this works. I'm not sure how intentional it was. But in retrospect, I was like, no, that actually does make a lot of sense. It's one of those things where it you can't tell if it's intentional or if it just accidentally makes sense because you're trying to put pieces together as you watch it. But heels are friends in wrestling just in general. Sure. They've been pushing more and more that, hey, Seth and Becky are a couple, which we can talk about that in a second. I know you have some feelings on that as a kayfabe yep. decision. Yep. And Seth Rollins, the storyline the last week, the last episode of Raw leading into this was better than it had any right to be. It was really solid. I really enjoyed it. And the whole story is Seth, he he quits being a stupid babyface champion. And he's like, hey, if you even talk to Baron Corbin, I'm just going to beat the crap out of you. I'm just going to beat you up because you're probably going to betray me. And I don't want you to do that. I don't want to have to deal with this. So he just went to war and just beat the bejesus out of everyone who was thinking about taking the guest ref job with a chair. Right. And Baron Corbin says, like, you know, he needs somebody who's obviously going to, like, cheat and help him win. But clearly nobody on the roster can do that for him. He goes and he picks somebody who he knows Seth Rollins won't beat up. And the only person on the roster Seth won't beat up is a woman. I thought that made sense. And, of course, he would pick the woman. He probably shouldn't have done this. He picked the woman who has beef with Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. He should have just picked another heel on the women's roster. But I think that worked. There were enough threads there to pull together that I was like, oh, okay. I don't think it needed to be the entire match. I think it overstayed its welcome. But the gimmick of her coming out and then Becky coming out and the two of them like fighting them off together – that in a vacuum was a fun decision that I didn't expect. I was expecting it to be another, like, Shane McMahon-level toady or Brock Lesnar. You know, I was thinking, like, main event-level guy or somebody Seth will just wipe out at the end of the match. I didn't see, like, the mixed match tease coming. I don't know if they'll do anything good with it moving forward. But to me, that was enough to where I was like, okay, that was pretty – that was fun. You know, it was it was good. It wasn't – life-changing or you know like seth cashing in at wrestlemania or anything but this is a b-list pay-per-view like for being generous it's a b-level pay-per-view right and just give me give me house show vibes like that that's kind of all i really that's all this should be in a perfect world wwe would only have six pay-per-views a year yes and the rest of the month like they would just have house shows and network specials that aren't promoted like real pay-per-views yeah no i totally agree that's kind of what that felt like to me. So it worked. I don't I don't think it was the worst thing of all time. I don't think the match was engaging, like the whole 20 minutes or whatever it was, but it was fine. And, okay, one other thing I want to say, and then I'll let you come back with this. But while we're on the topic of Seth and Becky, I think Seth is finally – He this is the best version of Seth Rollins I've ever seen because Seth Rollins is finally saying, look, I'm really good at what I do. The WWE is a really, really good product. I don't agree with him on that necessarily, but Seth Rollins on Twitter picking fights with people who don't like WWE is my favorite version of Seth Rollins. Oh, sure. I think he's taking a page out of Becky's book, which is like, look, this is a fighting sport we are in. This is a combative business, and I'm going to be aggressive. People respond to that. That's what he did all last week on Raw. He was just like, I know you think I'm going to come out here and cut a 20-minute promo. And then get ambushed by the bad guy. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go to war. 
and it worked and it was super engaging. I think he's just he's leaning into that. I think it's one of those things that AEW is sort of triggering when I say WWE is kind of bristling up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things that's happening. Seth Rollins is like, look, Chris Jericho and Dean Ambrose get all this goodwill from fans on the internet for just whining about the product all the time. That's fine. Here's the thing. I work super hard at what I do, and I do it in front of a bigger audience than them, and I do it every single day. And I'm going to prom- I'm going to pound my chest about that a little bit. I like that a lot. I think that's the kind of edge and like the kind of uh, pissed offedness that WWE really needs. And I hope we get more of that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I-, I think that's good. I think all of it's good. I think there should be conflict in there. I think that's good. I want people pushing back on. on I- yeah, all that's good. I-, I-, I agree. I totally agree. Because Seth Rollins has been the most boring character ever since winning the title again. So it's nice mm-hmm. to give him some personality in some way. And yeah. that seems natural and it seems to fit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. <sighs> I don't remember what I was going to talk about. Get, but... Tell me your thoughts because you tweeted about this briefly. And I, I know you'll have a good little rant for me. How do you feel about Seth and Becky being oh, a couple? Oh, yeah, I hate it. It's yeah. just, it's just ultimately the reason why I hate it is it's uninteresting and it doesn't help either of their characters. It hurts both of them. Becky more so than Seth is hurt by this. And I don't, I just don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't like it. I hate, I hate real relationships on TV in wrestling because it's been so overdone in the past 10 years. It had, it was never done before that you had macho man and and then uh, DDP and Kimberly. And that was like it. Those were like the only real ones. All the other ones were kayfabe ones and it's whatever. And it was story things and whatever. That's fine. That's always been part of it. it no, well, let me change that. That's always been part of WWE. And, is you know, has had a thing in wrestling for, for years. That's fine. But now it's because of everything so transparent that you can't, they can't, or they don't think they can do that the same way, and so many wrestlers date each other because they don't see anybody else, which, again, <laughs> makes sense. I get it, and that's fine. But, like, I love, like, uh, Zelina Vega and um, Aleister Black. They're married, not yeah. on TV, and it's better for it. It's fine. You don't have to, like, hide, especially in social media, you don't have to, like, hide all that stuff. That's whatever, but... You know, they're not on TV. She's with Andrade. It's great. It's so much better than any other, like, male-female duo in WWE. And I feel like that's part of it, but I don't know. I feel like... Just just ultimately, I don't care at all. Mm -hmm. It feels like CW programming, and it's uninteresting (laughs) to me. And I don't like relationship drama and wrestling when it's done like that. I don't know how to explain that, but sometimes sometimes it works, and it's part of a story... Right. But when it's just their characters are dating, it's why why it adds it right. brings nothing to anything. It doesn't bring any interest, and it hurts Becky Lynch more than anything else because her whole character has been this anti-hero build up. She became super popular, top of the company, all this stuff, loner, beating people up, kind of a. Uh, well, they tried to make her a heel. That's what made her a babyface. But then she became a full right. babyface, but still had the aggressive tendencies, that kind of anti-hero thing that people like. And slowly, the past 
I don't know, six months, whatever, since right before WrestleMania, in my opinion, it happened before WrestleMania, she's been declining in popularity. And this just seems like it's totally against everything that character built up and stood for, all that put her on top. And now it's like, I just, I don't, I don't buy her in any type of group whatsoever. And it, I mean, it just, to me, it doesn't help her character at all. And, and and I know they're doing it where like you know she comes out and saves him and stuff and that's fine I I think that, that that's you know that 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 works in in a way but ultimately her character is like this loner type character and to be honest Seth kind of is too so you yeah. kind of put those together and on the surface you might think oh they're like the same character so it works together and it's like I don't know I mean it it does but it, it I mean it it works but it would be better not working if that makes sense that's just I, my opinion. I, I do. I know exactly what you mean. I just, I, I like, I don't hate it. I guess that's the best thing I could say. Like in theory, I think it's fine, but I, right. I think it's way more likely that they do something really stupid <laughs> that kind of breaks both of these characters than that they do it fine and it doesn't make it weird. Right. I think it like, okay, I, I think there can be something to be said for real life couples. Cause the first thing that came to my mind after you said, um, Andrade and Zelina Vega is Rusev and Lana. Right. That works. Sure. And they have a good relationship. They have good chemistry. So I don't, for me, it's not a real life versus not real life thing. It's just about like, what is the dynamic and yeah. the dynamic, you know, for Zelina and Andrade is basically that she's the mouthpiece and she's your classic old school heel manager. Who's like full of swagger. Right. Does a lot of the promo work. will cheat to help him win. And I mean, she's also a smoke show too. So like that helps sure. too. You know, when you see them come out, you're like, all right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Lana, kind of the same thing. She was the mouthpiece for the foreign heel, talks a lot of crap, sometimes cheats to help him win, but like just, she's the hype man. In both of those cases, it works. It doesn't work for Seth and Becky because no. that's their own job. Right. Like you're right. They are the same person. Like they, they don't, don't really, compliment, nothing compliments They don't itself. compliment each other. That's no. exactly what I was going to say. And if that... Listen, if WWE were smart enough to make that the story, like if they come out on Raw tonight and they're like, listen, we're not your people's like romantic drama. Yeah, we're in a relationship, but that's not like I'm not here to talk about my girlfriend. I'm here to fight. Right. And Becky says, I'm not here to like hold my boyfriend's hand for you. I'm here to fight. We're not doing this whole cutesy couple thing for your entertainment on television. That would be cool. And mm. it was just kind of a quiet like under the radar thing that like commentary mentions and occasionally you see them together, but it's not an angle. They're not yeah. going to do that. They've already booked them in a mixed tag match for extreme <laughs> rules. Like it's already now I will right, say, right. I will say if here's the thing, if we get some sort of weird forced relationship between Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, I do think that would be pretty funny. Mm. This is kind of my, the, like I'm biased here, but I kind of would like to see more couples in WWE, which I know like you don't think of pro wrestling and romance, but I'd be interested to see it. But you're right. It doesn't work for these characters. Like they don't, nobody is enhanced by this pairing. They're kind of just the same note characters. So something stupid's probably going to happen, but another one I that works. Sorry that I just thought about it. Cause again, it's beginning big Cody and Brandy works tremendously Ooh, yeah i mean yeah, those and that's another real life couple that their characters and the and the type of heel character well at this point i think AEW's whatever they're getting rid of heels but i don't know what's going on but anyway well with their heel characters 
now they complement each other perfectly because yeah. you have yeah anyway anyway that's just one that popped into my head and i was like oh yeah that was another good one but see like i don't like the miz and maurice i'm not a fan of their dynamic well, at all i mean she doesn't bring anything to the table no he can already right he's he's complete he's he better. is he's a mouthpiece right that's, so that's, it's it doesn't work function. yeah so again it's oh, like geez. sometimes it works most of the time to me it doesn't but yeah anyway ultimately i hate relationship drama with a burning passion and when it when it's done in because again wwe is a soap opera when they do any rom- romantic stuff it's not ever done well because of just <laughs> because of just the weekly nature of it and everything and the fact that they write it all mm-hmm. I don't know 2 minutes before they well, do it it never it never is good well. it never it never is good so sometimes it's used to further another story like a bigger right. issue and sometimes that works but ultimately it's I don't really like it yeah yeah, no, listen, I don't remember. I'm glad we talked about all this. Remember this, kids, because it's going to come up later. We'll put a pin in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I th- I agree. I think you kind of nailed it. I'm trying to think if there are any other takeaways from this show. Uh, uh, I, I have one takeaway that I enjoyed, but also it made me think, while they really didn't care, they got rid of the uh, video aprons, which, was, which really? I like. I hate that. I hate the video screen on the apron. I don't like it at all. But they got rid of it, and part of me was like, yay, they got rid of that. And then part of me was like, oh, they really didn't care about the show. So I'm not quite sure which one it is. We'll have to see if they right. if they bring it back on Raw, if it's on Raw or whatever. But I enjoyed not seeing the dumb LED apron. I literally didn't even notice. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was a test to see how many people were like, hey, what happened to the apron? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Bring back Pyro just... and get rid of the LED apron. That's fine. Bring back stages. Bring back sets. Pay-per-views used to be events. Every pay-per-view, well, even the bad ones, were I, its own event. And now the stage has been the same for 10 years. For every pay-per-view that, except, for Wrestle, except for WrestleMania. 4,000 people came to the show. Yes, I didn't, mean for this, for 4, I didn't mean people. for this exact one, Harris. I meant in general. Oh man, I wish it had been a giant boot though. Like SmackDown's have a giant fist. <laughs> and they all come out of the like the, the toe of the boot? Oh no, I was gonna say it's upright. Like they have to crawl out of it and oh. like, clamber back down. It's really awkward, kinda like the show. That's a terrible idea. Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> Bailey and Alexa Bliss, Loki had a really good program for this title belt. I heard the match. I enjoyed terrible. that a lot. There I don't know if you saw anything from last week. Literally, just go and watch their segment on SmackDown from the Tuesday before the show. I know it's kind of late in the game, especially for you guys listening, you know, a week after Stomping Grounds. They had a great little interview where they sounded like two human beings. Wow. And Alexa Bliss was like, Bailey, you're not a nice person. Like, I reached out to you for help in NXT, and you didn't have the time of day for me because you were just hanging out with your best friend, Sasha. You're a hypocrite. And Bailey was like, are you serious? Because... You've done this exact same angle before, except it was with Mickey James and who's the other one? Nia Jax. I already forgot about her. Yeah. And now you're just doing it with Nikki Cross. You're just pretending to be her friend and then you're going to betray her. Like we all know what's going to happen. And it was a great little like back and forth. And she was like, Alexa, you're just being a brat. And Alexa was like, Bailey, you peaked in NXT. You're not that good anymore. And it was just like, oh, shoot. 
this is really fun. This is yeah. Good. I I saw some of that clip and I remember seeing that segment. And I was I and I was like, yes, that's true. Very true. Like they sound like real human beings. That Bailey was Bailey peaked in NXT. Sorry, Harris. I was terrified. Well, yeah. See, here's the thing. Because in NXT, they took her seriously. I'm not saying the reason why. I'm not saying the reason why. I'm just well, saying listen, it's true. I So far, yeah, I agree. But I was terrified that they would just revert back and say, all right, just put the title back on Alexa. And like, Bailey, we're going to kick you back down to the pre-show. The fact that they are like letting her try to be a serious character who is a nice person and also good at wrestling, like those two things can exist at once. They're doubling down on that. Bailey can be really good again, and she is being really good. Like this angle was really good. Am I, I am I wrong for wanting Bailey to turn heel, but stay with the super creep like good guy thing, but turn it into being creepy and join and, and join exactly and, and joining with Bray Wyatt as being part of his creepy <laughs> funhouse, being this super happy hugger person, but it's but it's creepy because she's a bad guy. See, I can see it ending there. Here's my number one thing with that. I would love to see Bailey as a heel. I think it could really work. But number one, I want her to get a really good face run first. I just feel like she hasn't quite been treated as well as she could be, like in terms of booking and storytelling and stuff. If she, I want to see her keep this face run up for a little bit longer. But number two, yeah, no, absolutely. I think it ends there. I don't think she (laughs) needs to go to like straight creepy immediately. It needs to be like hypocritical at first. You know what I mean? Like the way the New Day was when they were heels, where it's all power of positivity. (laughs) But then they would cheat to win, but then they would celebrate like they didn't cheat to win. They would celebrate like it was the end of Rocky or something, and they just overcame the odds. Mm -hmm. That's what – no, that'll be good. Whenever they decide to do that, that could work really well. But I don't know. I think – I think the first month of SmackDown, I think they're going to keep the title on her. And the first month that SmackDown is on Fox, it's going to be Bailey chasing Sasha. I think Sasha is going to come back and that's going to be like one of the main angles once they jump to Fox. That's my guess. Wouldn't be nice. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, well, it probably won't happen. None of that will happen. Now that I said that Bailey turns heel tonight and <laughs> <laughs> it just evaporates. But Firefly Funhouse. Oh man! I want that's Bailey to stuff. join it. That is good stuff. I enjoy that. Anyway, I kind of hope they never actually bring it to the ring. I hope it's just vignettes <laughs> that air for the next two years, and then he he's released because then they can't ruin it. I'm you not know, gonna lie. I kind of I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want the ring to turn into the Firefly Funhouse with the walls put up and everything. And oh, that would be great! Like I think that would be very funny. When I was a kid, I got to go see Bear in the Big Blue House live at the Fox Theater, and that's kind of what I'm picturing. Like an entire elaborate <laughs> little set with puppets and stuff. Yeah, that's really what like I want. That. That's what I, and yeah. then, you know, cuz you can you can take away like build like little little cutaway places into the ring so then the puppeteers can be under oh, the geez. ring. And, and I heard and so so the puppets are moving around, you know, like like they could and then the puppeteers are hidden by the ring. I think that would work. Yeah, perfect. Why well, is somebody right else height? speculating that they're just going to be people in full costume? It'll be like Adam no, Rose. no, 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 no. That would be terrible. No, we don't it need would be that. Really funny. We don't just need to that. See them try to do that, and all of a sudden you think it's Bray Wyatt, but it's actually it's actually No Way Jose, and he comes down. Oh jeez, 
How long do you, do you think Bray Wyatt's going to win a pay-per-view match no. with this gimmick before he loses one? Is he just going to lose the first one immediately? No, he's just – I think, how, I'm with you. He's just never going to show up. <laughs> Mark, how great – this is the thing, This is why we keep watching this stupid show because we're always like, yeah, but what if? How great would it be if Bray Wyatt showed up and was just gunning for Shane McMahon immediately? Like it's not a face turn because he's still creepy, right. but he's just like, no. You're the corrupt authority, and I'm gonna. You're the man, and I'm gonna burn this place to the ground and like take you out of power. So you could cheer for Bray Wyatt for a change. How great would that be? I'd be fine with that. To be honest, part of me wants him just to come out and wrestle in the sweater, and and not the creepy Ooh, yeah, thing. Be good. And yeah. and and then uh, I think he'll definitely start that way. I think so. But I want him like like how Baron Corbin wears the clothes. Whatever. I just want him to wrestle in the sweater and the and the khakis. And and the shoes. I just with the, with his hair up. I just want him to wrestle like that, and Very always just smiling. Always just smiling the yeah. whole time while he's like punching people. I think that'd well, you be very entertaining. You know who that sounds a whole lot like is Bo Dallas. That's true. So Bo Dallas needs to join him. Yeah, the brothers need to align. Is Bo Dallas still employed? What is he doing? Probably. Has he been on television? No. But which is a shame, okay. man. That well, is another character that that's another on the long line of NXT ooh. characters that have just been destroyed in WWE. His man, character he was been so good. And he, he started came off up, so good. I it was when great. He, first got called up. he came up and it was awesome and it was so entertaining. And then they just never had him win and never put him in any programs. And then it faded away. And it was just like, yep. what did you expect was going to happen? He was over with the crowd. Yeah, he was amazing. He was great. I, mean, like, I hated him, but that was like his job. He was Bo- good at that. Oh, I was a Bo Lever. I was a big fan. Me and my dad were uh, big, was- big, uh, big Bo Dallas fans. Well, yeah, no, I mean like after he turned heel, I was like, oh, no, you're a hypocrite. I can't support this. But initially, well, yeah, yeah, no, it was fair. great. It's <sighs> a shame. That was fun. It was. All right, well, I think we beat this dead horse long enough. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just going to release two episodes or what, because this, this was a long time, but that's fine. And a lot to catch up on, yeah. you know? It, even though we're still behind. Even though we're still behind. <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, we do have a real episode, so we're going to get into oh. that right now. And uh, oh. Well, at least I hope, I hope Harris does. Every week you say that, I'm like, man, what if I didn't? What if I just either improvised one or was just like, no, actually, I don't. What are you going to do? You're already at the studio, idiot. I, I don't know. We would figure something out. I uh, know, but no, I do have an episode. I Yay. did my research the day before we recorded, as Yay. is behind the gorilla tradition. It's better than the day of, like you used to do. That's yeah, true. Well, I mean, this is a Monday. I didn't really have that option. I was at work. That's but- true, yeah. <laughs> can't can't be watching this kind of stuff at work. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Harris, what are you going to do now? You've already done two episodes back-to-back that are highly inappropriate, and now we're going to do another one? Is that what that so is? That the tone that I'm getting? I kind of just meant, like, I can't be watching professional wrestling at my 9-to-5 desk job because okay. people will just notice. But it's funny okay, that good. you say that. I'm going to use that. This is the segue I have anyway. So you're right. The last two weeks have not treated me kindly in terms of like general, I don't know, human well, decency. It's or more like the value. last the last four weeks because. Right, well, my topics. I right. Mean, the right, last right. two weeks that I've. Sure. That I've done that I've had because first of all, we had um, we had Beaver Cleavage. Right? Yeah, we did. And his mother, Mrs. Cleavage. And 
Yep. All of that. I don't feel like getting all back into it right now. And then the next week we follow that up with Val Venus. Yep. And I choppy choppy your pee pee and an angle that ends with <sighs> Val Venus dumping the woman who he seduced away from her husband because she was too much trouble. And, you know, the attitude era just. And that being a baby face move. Yes. And, and <laughs> the crowd goes wild because wrestling fans in 1998 were just 13 year olds who like liked girls but couldn't admit it. And just mm-hmm. had to be like, no, we hate girls. They still have cooties. It was like the entire demographic was in that phase. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I thought, okay, okay, let's just let's just bring things back down to earth this week. And let's talk about what happened to Charles Warrington after he got rid of Beaver Cleavage. Because remember, that was how that angle ends. Oh, where... no, Harris, we're not continuing with this. Well, no, listen, listen, because this is how the angle ends. Like, <laughs> he... he, he Quits in the middle of a beaver cleavage promo. Right. And the next week, and he comes back, and he's got this very earnest, you know, clean cut white meat. You know, I've just, I've been down Gimmick Alley before, and I don't want to do that again. My name's Chaz. I'm a kid from New Jersey. I'm here to have fun, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, and Yay. he just, he just became a guy. Right. And on the one hand, it's great that that angle ended, and we never had to deal with that again. And then on the other hand, and I went into this a little bit when I did that episode, like, you kind of see why they keep sending him down Gimmick Alley because he's fine, but he's just, he's fine. He's not lighting the world <laughs> on fire with the, as himself. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the thing in wrestling now. Every indie wrestler is like, no, I'm just going to be myself and I'm going to be really good at wrestling, like Adam Cole or Seth Rollins or something like that. That's kind of who I think of. But sometimes you just, you need to, like, if Joey Ryan's gimmick was just being Joey Ryan, really good pro wrestler, I would not know who he was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a little bit of pop or... Jeez, I remember know. Joey Ryan back when he first showed up on Impact or on TNA back in like 2012? When 13? he debuted, did he have the gimmick or was he just oh, Joey yeah. Ryan? No, 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 no. He had the gimmick. He's always had okay. that gimmick. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Well, hey, there you go. So... I guess the, the the reason I say that is sometimes you need a gimmick or they'll try to write a storyline for you, and it goes a little something like this. Okay, so first of all— Oh, oh I got all excited. I thought you were going to start singing. No. And it goes wow, a little a twist, something like this, and then you'd wrote, you've <laughs> oh, written a man. whole song about it. Just had a Monty Python moment there. No, no, no singing, <laughs> no singing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Chaz and his girlfriend, who had played Mrs. Cleavage, but is now just his girlfriend, so there's another couple for you, they, they were just kind of in lower card feuds for a few months, right? This is the summer of 1999, so they feud with Meat for a little while, and you might remember Meat is the, um, the, the boy toy of the stable of female wrestlers known as PMS. Right. The Pretty Mean Sisters, which there's probably an episode in there somewhere. Um, yeah. And their whole gimmick was, you know, like, Meat was a big hunk of a man, but he could never win any matches because he was pleasuring PMS backstage before every match, and they just wore him out. So it was oh. just really, really quality stuff. There's oh, probably an episode there okay. I don't want to watch more of it. Yeah, you get it? It's yeah. very clever. We would lose the rest of our three listeners if we yeah, kept going much, down that road. Much. So we're skipping. Just move, you know, move right along. We move on. to He's got a feud with Prince Albert now, and it's, you know, it's fine. It's Man. nothing that remarkable, frankly, which is why I'm not going to talk anymore about it. Because after a few months, around September or so, Chaz catches Mariana 
and she's making out with Sean Stasiak backstage. And you can tell that nobody cares about this because almost this entire feud is happening like in recaps and like random cutaways backstage. And like (laughs) you find out that this is like, I think that's, you know, a 10 second segment on raw or SmackDown one week. And then the next we hear about it is a random throwaway interview on Sunday night heat. And Chaz is handling this just remarkably well. I mean, he's the nicest dude on the planet, apparently. You know, he's just he's really easygoing, really white mean. He says, Hey, you know, man, Marianne, she was she was really honest about it. She said, you know, she made some mistakes and I understand nobody's perfect, but we've come to a crossroads in our relationship and it's just it's time for each of us to go our separate ways, you know? So it's just me now on my own and I'm here to go kick some butt. Let's do it. And the interview's over and you're like, Wow, that was he really no sold that, but okay, you know what a what a nice bland guy Chaz is. Like you're Yay. still there's nothing really there, I guess. It's you know, it's it's fine, but okay. And maybe I'm being too unfair. You know, maybe it's nice that a man can be in a relationship with a woman and it doesn't go well and they just break up and go about their way. You yeah, know, like very nice. Very WWE like. Well, it's a nice change of pace, you know, especially in the Attitude Era to see an angle that doesn't hate women, even though, like, she's clearly in the wrong. She was cheating on him. Well, you know, everyone makes mistakes, and we're just going to move on with our lives, and, you know, I hope she finds some peace. And she's, you know, she's not made out to be the bad guy or anything like that. So the next night on Raw, Chaz makes his way out to the ring for, you know, like a lower card match. Uh, The Godfather just came back from injury, and you're like, oh, no. The Godfather, uh, he was a pimp. He was a pimp yeah, character, he, kids. He, that was his whole thing. He had literal prostitutes that he would bring down to the ring. And, and now, and 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 what what was it called? The Ho Train. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And there's kids with with signs in the crowd that says, "I'm going to be a hoe one day." And it's just, it's like, <laughs> oh, doesn't everyone just miss the Attitude Era so every much? Time. Every time. So you're like. I'm watching this and I'm like, oh no, well this will get offensive in a hurry, right? Because Chaz has just been spurned by a woman. He's probably, something bad is going to be said by one of these two characters. Maybe. And no, actually no. I'm I'm not even kidding. They get down to the ring and the Godfather's like, hey man, I don't, I don't know if I should fight you or, you know, I know you've had bad luck with women lately and, you know, I might, I might have something to say about that any other night, but to be honest with you, I'm just happy to be back, man. I, I miss this. So what do you say you and me just have a good old-fastened wrestling match? And I'm like, yeah. Wow. That sounds lovely. That actually. sounds amazing. I, I know it sounds like I'm about to like say, no, that's not what happened. That's literally what happened. He said that, like almost verbatim. <laughs> so they just settle down, and they start having a good old like respectful wrestling match. And the hoes are there and they're just kind of, you know, they're watching and they're cheering for Godfather, but they're not cheating or anything. Like this is just this as white meat a match as you can possibly get. Wow. But of course, okay. It is pro wrestling. So, you know, like two and a half minutes into this six minute match, Mariana comes walking down the ramp and she's got her, you know, like a dress on, like she's still a manager and she's got these big, like wrap around sunglasses on. Okay. And she gets to the ring and she takes them off to reveal Mark just the biggest, nastiest black eye that you've ever seen. Uh oh. And 
we're really we approach Claire Lynch territory now as she looks at Chaz and just goes, "Why, Chaz? Why, <sighs> Chaz? Tell me why. I just want to know why." Chaz is looking on visibly confused or at least trying to be confused you know there's some gray area here which we'll get into and he's looking at her and he's like why what what are you talking about i haven't mariana what do you mean what are you doing here and the implication is clearly that hey actually Chaz warrington not handling this super well and just beat the piss out of his girlfriend (laughs) so this is the point of the show where Godfather, who once again, kids, literally a pimp. That's literally his character. It's not like implied. It's very open and honest. He came to the ring with a gaggle of women in his employ that he affectionately refers to as his hose. Godfather looks at Chaz with the most incredible look of righteous indignation that you will ever see in wrestling. Begins shaking with rage. And just goes to town on Chaz Warrington. Like, the (laughs) godfather is here to defend this battered woman. (laughs) Because if there's one thing the godfather, the pimp, won't stand for, it's hitting women. Of course. Well, at least he's got a line. Yeah, apparently. I don't... I have more questions about The Godfather than I've ever had before. Although, he did have one of the best character moments, like, what, a couple years ago when they did the Raw, like, retro Raw? Raw That was hilarious. That was very funny. Apparently, he's always had a heart of gold. Because, yeah, what? Like he shows up and somebody says something about the hose, and he's like, no, man, this is my wife. I'm married. I'm settled down. That was funny. And You know, right, because it was like, Remember, kids, the Attitude Era is insane and kind of bad sometimes. And we're done with that now because we're a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. But at this, so the Godfather is just full of righteous indignation. Something in him snaps, and we are no longer having like a respectful babyface on babyface wrestling match. And he just beats the crap out of Chaz Warrington, gets the pin, wins the match, and Mariana <laughs> turns around and walks back up the ramp. And Godfather's just seething, you know, and he storms off with his hose. Right. They're all just friends. And commentary is left to try to piece this back together. And there's a weird there's a weird dichotomy going on here after this revelation, right? Where everyone backstage believes Mariana without like an instant of hesitation. Ah, sounds and like sounds like now. Well, yeah, well, like, okay, that's good. Like, that's that's what's weird about this whole thing. We're only a year removed from Val Venus seducing a woman away from her husband, her husband going nuts and trying to, you know, disfigure him, <laughs> and then Val Venus dumping the woman right. and getting cheered for it. Right. But now it's 1999, and the locker room's like, I can't believe you would do this. And they're like, they're jumping him backstage, like before his matches. This goes on for a couple of weeks and they're, they're kicking him out of the locker room. They like throw him out of the building. Like every week it's a different thing and they hate him. He becomes a pariah in the locker room. And 
you don't know if that's the story or not, if that's confirmed or not, because despite every wrestler believing that he did it, every week commentary goes out of their way to say, well, you know, this is the this is a really serious thing he's been accused of, but, you know, there's just no evidence, which is also a really good point. Sounds a lot like now. But you right. Well, you would think you'd you'd clear it up. You one would way think or another, and it's kind of interesting. It it it's honestly sounds like listening to it because a lot of this is on SmackDown, which is Michael Cole at the time. Right. It sounds like Michael Cole like has personally been accused of something because that's how defensive he gets. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Chaz Warrington comes out, and they're like, "I can't believe he's been accused of hitting a woman," and you hear Vince McMahon in his ear like, "Yeah, but you know, there's no proof that he ever did anything." <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds like, but like I just. Initially, you're like, okay, well, this is, you know, the Godfather clearly takes this very seriously. So, again, like, that's good. And, of course, what they should do is, you know, take Chaz off television until they sort this thing out. Right. Because, listen, domestic violence, obviously not a joke. Uh, It's pretty common, though, in wrestling. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, in real life, you talk about wrestling in real life wrestling couples, like, People have been accused of stuff like that. Uh, And it's an issue that people have. And Jimmy Snuka probably killed his wife. Like, this is a real thing in the industry. And, you know, it's just... You gotta be careful with stuff like this, right? So, of course... They don't do that. They don't come back the next week and say, well, you know, Chaz has been suspended indefinitely until we figure out what happened. They just keep trotting him out week after week, and wrestlers keep ganging up on him week after week. And it gets to the point (laughs) where after about a month of this, he's on another random like throwaway match of Sunday Night Heat, and he makes his way down to the ramp. He makes it this time. He doesn't get beat up backstage or anything. And commentary is just hammering away at the fact that here comes the man who's practically been labeled an outlaw by the locker room. And, you know... (laughs) It's just it's very it's very weird to see that like split dynamic and at the same time if the rock in 1999 was dating a woman and she cheated on him and then he hit the people's elbow on her like that would get a pop. <laughs> yes, yes it would. You know, like that video made the rounds on Twitter Randy Orton RKO'd that woman just right out of her shoes. <laughs> and it got a huge pop like there's a weird double standard at play here. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm not saying if Chaz Warrington was more charismatic that he could have pulled this off, but he definitely could have. So it's kind of weird <laughs> that you, you have that going on in the back of your head. You have the fact that all of the locker room is convinced that he did it and he's a terrible person. And you have commentary just going to bat for him. Like there is defense lawyer and they're like, well, you know, there's no proof. There's no proof. There's just, bruises and there's a this is the other thing that's going on mark she's got a new like thing like she'll show up the next the the week after this happened i'm sorry let me backtrack for a second she has showed up and now she's got a black eye and a bloody lip oh and she cuts another you know kind of bad interview where she's like i just don't know why he would do this and then the cops show up and arrest him they just haul him off so yeah uh, okay well so now he's definitely suspended right now he's Right. We, at least until we sort this out. Like, charges are pending something. Of course. Well, evidently not, because the next week is this wrestling match on Sunday Night Heat. And he makes his way to the ring, and commentary is rehashing the story, you know, like they always do. And he gets, oh, I don't know, about five minutes into the match. 
And then, well, here she comes. She's walking back down the <laughs> ramp. And, like, Viscera at this point, like, he's fighting Viscera, first of all. And Viscera has been cheating just the entire time. Right. Just, like, you know, holding holds for longer than five seconds and low-blowing him when the ref's not looking. And the ref has turned against Chaz now. Like, the ref is very intentionally <laughs> not looking, which is a pretty funny twist, especially because, like, this is the theme of, of these last few weeks talking about the Attitude Era. It's that Jerry Lawler and JR do their absolute best to sell these, and that's what happens this week. Like, there's a low blow. The ref is literally back to them tying his shoe. And Jerry goes, oh, I can't believe he would do that with the low blow. And Jerry says, the what? And he says, how did you not see that? And Jerry says, oh, I was looking at the referee. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so now at the end of the match, Mariana makes her way back down to the ring. She's got cops with her again. She confronts Chaz again with a black eye again. And the cops arrest him again, take him away, take him into custody again. So, so why did they let him go? I don't know. <laughs> not only is the implication, like, one, she still spit. It's like she goes back to him every week and just gets popped again. I don't know if that's supposed to be the implication. At the very – because you're right. He's been taken into custody now multiple times for the same thing. Right. And it's never it's never like a stone cold thing where you know he's going to come charging back in the third hour. Like no, he's just off the show now until he comes back in next week. So I don't know what kind of law enforcement we're dealing with here. If she just keeps forgiving him week after week. Well, I mean maybe man, well maybe it's it's like well there there keeps not being any reason to hold him. Right. Well, that's the thing. You would think we would have this decided one way or another, but it's just True. week after week of like half domestic violence PSA where, you know, the wrestling locker room is like, there's no excuse. This is terrible. You're a terrible person. And half like the complete opposite tack, which is commentary being like, well, you know, we don't we don't know that for sure, though. You know, innocent until proven guilty. And you're like, both of those make sense. But more importantly, like as a as a viewer, I don't know what like which one you're trying to tell me it's like they're trying to have like a really subtle story with shades of gray and just bombing it completely <laughs> i mean that's what it feels like week after week this keeps happening and again they're running it multiple times like he's gotten arrested multiple times wrestlers have gotten really mad and cheated to beat him in matches multiple times wrestlers have jumped him backstage and beaten him up multiple times and this would almost have some sort of like storytelling justification if Chaz got changed by this if he got really mad if he went through some sort of evolution where he's like you know what I used to be a really easygoing guy but the locker room turned on me and I hate him now and now I'm a heel Chaz Warrington or if it went the other way around then he's like you know what I never hit you but I'm going to right now here you go like any sort of I don't know logical or you know, normal human reaction to this if he's being falsely accused or like peeling back the layers to reveal a darker side if he's being honestly accused. Um, instead, we get this. Instead, we get another episode of Sunday Night Heat. This time it's with Steve Blackman. It doesn't matter who he's fighting. It just doesn't matter. They're having the same like seven minute 
mediocre match that they've been having for a few weeks now, just with different people because it's the Attitude Era and nobody cares about the matches anyway. It's the same ref as before, you know, cheating to help him win, not not paying attention. And they, uh, they they set him up with the screw job finish, right? So Steve Blackman locks in a submission move, and the ref just goes, that's it, he tapped, ring the bell, and right. Steve Blackman wins. And again, police come down to the ring, led by Mariana, again. And Michael Cole literally says, oh, not again. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Because we know he doesn't believe that Chaz is guilty. Like, he's brought that up multiple times. But it's just kind of hilarious if he is that Michael Cole is like, oh, come on, we got to do this again. Just let the man finish. But anyway, the cops are coming down again. Presumably it's different cops because they're in a different town. Maybe this is a new story to the cops every time. I don't I don't know. Is Vince McMahon running a terrible organization because these people are still forced to work with one another every day? Uh, Why is Mariana well, even yeah. showing up if her boyfriend, who she isn't dating anymore, is beating her every week? Is it because of her contract? <laughs> Does she just show up to Raw every week and like sit in the corner until he hits her and then she calls the police? I don't know. I don't know. But as, as we're going through this one more time, once again, I, I know I kind of jumped through this angle because it just repeats itself a lot, but it's been a month. It's been a month of this. As they're making their way down to the ring. Le- okay, another- hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, I just need, I'm just going to break it up a little here. Yeah, yeah, At yeah, yeah. least, th- th- and I feel the same way as as we did with the past, because we've talked about the Attitude Era now for the past several weeks. We've mm-hmm. kind of been when uh, brushing up on Attitude Era stuff. Um, the past three weeks, we had uh, Beaver Cleavage. Then we had... Or, or whatever, whatever it is, we've had be- we've had three in the past four where we've talked yeah. about attitude era stuff, and at least they're giving like effort to these nothing storylines that aren't even on Raw or half the time on SmackDown. They're on like Heat and other shows yeah. like that, and they're putting this much effort, all bet terrible, into these things. We saw that with uh, last week when we talked about the Kennel from Hell match. Yes. Which is for the hardcore title. Like I'm so like I'm so at so least they were I mean it, again, all of these were done horribly and were terrible, but at least they were putting effort into them. Right. Well, like okay, I'm glad you brought that up. This is literally like the same month that the kennel from hell angle is happening. <laughs> like as I'm watching SmackDown and Raw, I'd like to get caught up on these angles. Big Boss Man is coming out to open the show and talk about how he killed pepper and forced al snow to eat him and i'm watching this and i'm like oh man i miss stories like this <laughs> we're like at least like they were absolutely insane and not good right at least they're progressing like week after week you're like listen this is kind of dumb but i have to find out what's happening not right okay Chaz got arrested again it's kind of the same flaw you see in wwe storytelling today like a lot of the attitude era was just moving at a breakneck pace but at least most of the time, like that minute was moving. True. Week to week, you never knew what you were going to see. Well, we, we, we do reach the conclusion. And unfortunately, basically, they just they throw in, you know, like an entire month's worth of character development and intrigue Yay. in about 30 seconds. Because as she's making her way down to the ring with cops again to arrest Chaz again after he's lost a match that he got cheated out of again, 
somebody else comes storming in. You hear, whoa, 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 whoa. And who could it be but Thrasher, the long-lost headbanger, Mark? He's Wow. Hey, everyone was waiting for this. This entire thing was his fault, Mark. What? Never cleavage happened. No, listen, hang on. I mean, like, out of kayfabe. Because when he went down with an injury was when they were like, well, we've got half of the headbangers here. Uh, what do we do with that? Beaver cleavage? Great. Go for it. <laughs> and then once they got back to what they should have just done in the first place, which is, hey, I'm just a guy here wrestling lower card matches. And they doubled down on the domestic abuse angle and just dragged that out for another month. But now Thrash is back. He is back and he's here to reveal that he actually has some CCTV footage that he thinks everybody should see. And we cut to the Titantron to see Mariana applying makeup to herself to give herself the black eye. Boy, these cops are real good. <laughs> we'll put put a pin in that because we'll come right back to that. Mark, oh, okay. Um, when I say that she's giving herself a black eye, do you understand what that means? Um. It means that she framed Chaz, right? Uh, uh, oh, okay, okay, uh, right. uh, yeah, well, yeah, see, gotcha, gotcha. That may have gone over your head. Well, if you were watching live, it would not have gone over your head because she is also very helpfully saying things, you know, like Chaz is going to pay for this big time. Nobody embarrasses and dumps me. <laughs> not for any reason whatsoever. So, oh, okay, I get it. Now I didn't uh, get it before, okay. but now I do. Now we got it, she yeah. said it. So, okay, yeah, it, it was it was me, Austin. It was me all along. That's basically <laughs> what this is. It's just, it's, she lied. She lied the entire time um, to, be, to, to get back at Chaz for having the nerve to very professionally and maturely break up with her after she cheated on him. Right. And that just can't stand because she's a woman. And as we all know, women are just the worst. And we just couldn't get out of this angle <laughs> with everyone going their separate ways. We have to concoct this elaborate revenge plot from this skank who's just the worst. And <laughs> if it doesn't end with us hating a woman, then it's not wrestling in 1999. You that's know what I mean? Great that's a great point. the real villain. Yes, here. that is so true. It yeah. always has to end with, with hating. The, yep, 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 yep. You are I feel, right. Like, I like to imagine that this is, it was just meant to be exactly what it was. And Chaz is like, you know, man, it just wasn't meant to be. And we just we just need to go our separate ways. And Vince saw it and was like, what the hell is that? That's not what happened. You can't just have a breakup, you know? So... We got this instead. Yay. And the cops, who I think you touched on this, uh, realized that they kind of goofed because nope, nobody with any medical qualifications has been looking into this at all. Well, Clearly. all they had to do was just, like, touch your face. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, and, you, you know, this might explain, to be fair, this might explain why he gets out every week. Like, this could have been happening every week all yeah. across the country. Well, at if some point, you'd be like, uh, how about we arrest the person who's making false police accusations, which I'm pretty yeah. sure is illegal. Maybe she maybe she dips out every time. I don't know. Like, you know, a sergeant comes in while they've got him in the interrogation room, and he's like, actually, sir, we should make up. We have to let him go. And then he leaves. <laughs> but, like, they repeat this every week in a new city with new cops. At any rate, these cops do immediately arrest her and – 
again, the angle ends as all great Attitude Era angles end with a woman being escorted away just to delirious cheering from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and the headbangers reunite, which Yay. that's right. That reaction is about what, what this all deserves. Yeah. You know, the crowd goes mild and <laughs> this is my reaction to this entire mm-hmm. angle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it wasn't quite now to be fair. It's kind of, I'd almost rather people are just like, okay, and not get that excited than cheer wildly. Like when Val Venus broke up with that poor woman <laughs> and got a hero's <laughs> ovation for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically there's just, just like a really weird six months or so of our lives where poor Chaz had nothing going for him and they tried to give him a new gimmick and they whiffed and they tried to let him play himself and like they didn't quite whiff as hard, but they still really whiffed. I, uh, yeah. And finally his tag team partner came back and he was, you know, in a mediocre to pretty good tag team for the rest of his days. As far as I know, we might have a part three on Chaz Warrington at some point in the future. Oh boy, I do not stay know tuned. What else stay happens. tuned, everyone. But I just, I, I, my interest was peaked in this when I was reading about the Beaver Cleavage incident, which sounds like a terrible album or something. But <laughs> it sounds like a book. <laughs> Beaver Cleavage. <laughs> it sounds like a fan fiction book. Oh geez, that sounds way worse. Yes, it does. But that yeah, it does. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Like. And this is all copyright kind of Harris the, Wilson. This is all under the same like section on his Wikipedia page, which is like, yeah, he dropped the beaver cleavage gimmick and then he was just in his own thing with his girlfriend for a while. And then they did a whole angle where it looked like he was beating her and everyone hated him for it. <laughs> but then it turned out she was just lying the whole time. And then his tag team partner came back and they went on to feud with it. I was like, no, hang on. Yay. I need to deep dive into this. The people need to know. Once again, I think I said this a few weeks ago. I will say it again. Whenever people tell you that the Attitude Era was great and the best time to be a wrestling fan, tell them about Beaver Cleavage. It is the ultimate uh, – what was the like official definition for nostalgia? There's what, What's know. the word for something when you look back and you only see good things and forget all the bad things? That's Rose basically what nostalgia. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, about. that nostalgia, all that stuff. That's ultimately what has engulfed the Attitude Era. Right. Um, and and partially due to uh, you know good good marketing by WWE, constantly right. reminding us of the few good things and. You never really hear about beaver cleavage, to be honest. No, you don't. You don't see no, that don't. on highlight reels. You don't see that. You don't see a WWE 24-7 on the beaver cleavage incident. You know, you just, what they, they kind of bear. And look, I cannot believe they even put all of this stuff on the network. Like, they put all oh, the Raws, all, all that stuff. All of these stuff. episodes of Heat aren't on the network. It's like when you were looking for, like, episodes of Thunder that just oh, aren't Oh, shoot. Aired. So Heat's not on there? Okay. Well, but they all the Raws are, and all the Smackdowns heat. are, and all this ridiculous, terrible stuff is, out, is up there. They have Heat up until literally August of 1999. Like, if they were trying Always to keep it specifically, specifically to avoid this, because it's all, like, a month after. It's all the way yep. up to, like... August 1999, and then it stops. Yep, and then it's all of this always that way. Same with Thunder. Me. They go up to, like, whatever in 1999 and don't go, so right. I can't see David I Arquette mean, win the title in high definition. So here's the thing. Like, in in a perfect world, not a perfect world. That's ooh, that's the opposite of what I meant. 
in a in an alternate <laughs> reality where like you mentioned earlier in the show WWE does go bankrupt in the 90s and WCW like buys them out and we're watching like the death of WWE on the WCW network or whatever like uh, this is the kind of wish. stuff they would talk about all the time Mm-hmm. And we'd be doing a podcast like, hey, guys, did you know David Arquette won the title one time? That was weird. Anyway. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Like the bad. I think that is a real part of it. We've talked about this some on the show that like, oh, the people don't, you know, all the bad stuff is WCW. That's what they talk about. Right. They and it's so not true. Cleavage Even the, the people yeah. in the Internet Twitter community, that's still the way people the way most of those people react because they've all bought into WWE history. And, well, and it's even not true all the time. Even with something like this, like I knew Beaver Cleavage just because of like a throwaway, you know, like throwaway lines like, oh, right. But what about Beaver Cleavage? There aren't like documentaries on it or like hours of footage talking about it. Mm-hmm. When they bring it up, it's just a punchline, which, to be honest, is kind of the way it should be. <laughs> Both Beaver Cleavage and Chaz Warrington, the man who beat his girlfriend, except he didn't because she was just lying the whole time. You can kind of see why they don't push that too much anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can see why. I can yeah. see that. Uh, you, yeah. you forgot to mention, though, uh, what happened afterwards with the Headbangers. I'm not familiar with anything else the Headbangers have ever done, ever. Uh, well, I just looked it up just because I was curious. And apparently... They feuded with, you know, kind of... What they started to do with their gimmick is they would dress up as their opponents. Okay, I did know that. That's literally all I know. I don't know any details. Did they... Well, but then they feuded with, like, Dudley Boys and and some other other people like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this is while they were faces. They then turned heel. Okay. um, And they teamed up with D'Lo Brown. Oh, no. Um, wait a minute, or maybe, maybe it was just Chaz. I don't know. Anyway, but I wanted to, I, I like this part. Uh, <laughs> this is according to Wikipedia and this is the way the sentence is worded. It, this is in 2001 now at the beginning of 2001. And it says the popularity of their team rapidly dwindled at the, uh, and at the 2001 Royal Rumble, they were denied, they were both denied a spot in the Rumble match and their spot was given to Drew Carey. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I do love That's that just very a, funny. I love that there's a kayfabe rationale for keeping them out, which I don't think you would even have today. But the fact that they're like, like not only are they not in the Rumble, they go out of their way to in storyline say, no, no, you're not in the Rumble. <laughs> That's so much worse. I know. I like that. That's funny. Drew Carey is a great, that's a great Rumble moment. It is. It is a good rumble moment. I agree. Definitely a better one. Oh man, that seems pretty fitting, doesn't it? That's a good note to end on. It does. Well, we continue with the weird attitude era of WWE. WWF. Sorry, hit us up on Twitter and let us know which of these three you think is the most offensive. Whether it's the you know women who talk about domestic abuse are lying angle or the Val Venus angle or just beaver cleavage. Just, you know, which one of these rub you the wrong way the most? I would really love to know, having been watching these for the last six weeks or so, just kind of catching up on all of it, 
I want to know that I'm not suffering alone. Yeah, well, now you have your own trilogy to go to. You know, I, I, I did Boy, the I. WCW uh, Trilogy of Terror matches with all the little mini-movies, and then you you have the three Attitude Era uh, uh, women-abusing ones. Yep, yep. So there That's, we go. Now, Val Venus would insist that she had a good time, but I, I you know. <laughs> right. I have some questions about that, too. Right, right, right. Um. Anyway, next week, we will not be talking about something like this. That's good. So, that's all. I, I, haven't, I haven't prepared it yet. But, okay, so I assure you, then. it will not be that. I do know what I'm going to do. Okay. So, well, and it, it'll, be, it'll be more on the uh, kind of bizarre, but good things in wrestling. So, I'm trying okay. to do more of those. I'm trying to, okay. trying to add more of those to my list. And trying to do more uh, positive, weird things. You know, we, like I did Zack Ryder uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. You know, that that was a positive kind of strange and bizarre thing in wrestling. So that's what I'm going to try and do next week. And so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway. Boy, will we. Uh, Harris, would you like to close out the episode since it was your episode? Oh, geez. You asked me to do this last time. I uh, know. Okay. We're on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. You can see us tweet about wrestling occasionally and <laughs> sometimes just lie dormant for a while. It just kind of depends on what strikes our fancy and how busy we are. But True. we'd love to hear from you on these episodes. If you have any suggestions for what we should do next that we haven't already done. Um, if you think this was great and a really good, uplifting, morally righteous angle and you want to tell us more about that. One, you need help. Well, yeah, but also go for it because I think that'd be entertaining and we might roast you on the next episode a little bit. <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a rating, go for that on iTunes. Um, we we are well past the point where we expect to get any traction on this thing, so you can rate us whatever you want. <laughs> just be a little bit, you know, just be a little clever about it. Don't be like one star. They suck. I love Val Venus. Like you know, dig a little deeper than that. Be like one star. Uh, well, no, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania because you clearly have bad taste and you think that's a one-star match. I don't know. Just be a little <laughs> bit clever with it, however you approach the review process. We we do try, believe it or not, to entertain you. So, you know, if you want to try to uh, engage with us, that'd be cool too. Let's see. Anything else? Um, is anything happening with David Arquette? We skipped over that, but I, I don't know. know if he's doing anything. Well, um, actually, all right. So this is our segment, What's Up with David Arquette, at the end of the show. All right, so actually, with with David Arquette, something I just saw um, on Twitter today, um, Ethan Page, an uh, independent wrestler who has wrestled David Arquette recently, he he posted a vlog on, uh, or he he calls it a V dash log, and um, wow. it was on YouTube, and it's kind of like behind the scenes stuff with his match with David Arquette, and like talking about. Um, just how how awesome David Arquette is, and how he's trying to bring more you know eyes to in, in, like indie wrestling and everything, and it's it's pretty awesome. So I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, you can find a link to it. It's on his Twitter page at official ego, um, and then I, I also retweeted re uh, retweeted it as well. So you can find that on on our Twitter page. Although I retweeted it a week ago, so maybe you won't. I guess now, <laughs> now that I think about this, this happened a week ago from when you're listening to this. So, 
Just go and look up a backstage for David Arquette versus Ethan Page on YouTube. It's on Ethan Page's YouTube page, and it's 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 worth watching for sure because David Arquette is the best. So that that's all, right. that's all I have for for what's up with David Arquette. Very good. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure this is like the third week in a row that we've forgotten we do that segment and started to wrap <laughs> up and then done it anyway. Well, we but haven't recorded in a couple weeks. This is why you have to. This is what happens when you know you ask me to wrap up the show. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Um, Don't think so. Got the Twitter. Got the review. Got the plug. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with something apparently less offensive. I'm going to hold you to that, Mark. I'm going to try. And um, until then, I'm Harris. And I'm Mark. I almost said I'm Mark just out of habit <laughs> because that's how it always goes. I'm not even kidding. I was this close. Oh, man, I really wish you had. That would have been really funny. You know what? All right, all right Harris, you're you're done. You did. Yeah, all right. Yep. We're, we'll we're, see you next week. Yeah, Thanks we're wrapping everyone. this up. This has been Behind the Gorilla. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.